podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Alex, Alex. What? Welcome to the Movie, movie, podcast, everybody. Episode number 122. Happy New... Oh, did we already have one in this new year? All right, scratch that. I'm your host, Tiggs, and with me, as always, are Russ... Yeah, we're still doing this, you guys. Peter. It's still technically January. And Alex. And that's what we do. (laughs) That is exactly what we do. All right. It is the end of January right now, guys, as as we know, as we are sitting here on January 31st, uh, getting ready for our top 10 lists. And I know that all you listeners out there are just like, where are the top 10 lists? What's good? Well, it was, you know, it was an asterisk of a year and this is an asterisk of a podcast. We're getting there. Okay. So, so we're going to talk about the asterisk and obelisk movies. We're going to talk about the asterisk and obelisk movies entirely. Every single one <laughs> dedicated cast to each of them. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Depard Depardieu podcast. Ooh, just the way that sounds makes me want to do it. But what we're talking about January, January is a terrible month for movies. It's the dump month, right? Like, that's that's what is known in the industry. This is when all the crap comes out that they couldn't put up against all the other movies, so you put it out in January. But that doesn't mean that we weren't super excited for some <laughs> January movies that we rushed out to the theaters to go and see them. Uh, yeah, that's... I, go ahead. If movie theaters were a thing right now, I probably would have seen six movies this month. Oh, same. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. And, like, if you Oh, that movie came up on The Little Things, the Denzel Washington, um, oh, I can't wait to watch Jared Leto movie. Yeah. And I, it, it went up on HBO on Friday. Yep. I keep mm-hmm. saying, oh, I should probably watch that. And I don't know how long it's going to take me to watch. And I realized if movie theaters were open, I would have seen it yesterday. I 100% yep. would have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I had that exact same thought this weekend too, especially because I'm like, Oh wow! Yeah, since HBO is doing this for the whole year, I kind of thought ahead and started to get myself paranoid. I'm like, dude, you won't even go see this movie with all these Oscar-winning dudes that you would have gone and seen. Is this a is this foretelling the rest of the year? Am I just not going to get around to stuff because it's too easy? Yeah, fuck. And probably also like a January movie with a whole bunch of like Oscar winners means that it's going to be really bad like that is never whenever that's like the the tagline for the movies like oscar winner blah 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 blah, and blah 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 that's when you know it's going to be terrible uh and i cannot wait because i love those trailers um (laughs) almost as much as i love all of the commercials that i keep seeing for clarice which i can't wait to watch either Um, why wait is is that a the Sons of the Lambs? Thing? Oh yeah, it yeah, is. But it's, oh, it's cool. like a sequel or a prequel, but from Clarice's POV, yep. but has nothing. None of the Hannibal people are involved in nope. it because the license weird. to Clarice and her like and certain yeah, characters that... exists in one like group of people that TV can use, and then the Hannibal people are on other group of. It, it's such a goddamn mess. It's but all it's, a goddamn it's, mess. It's X Men. The X Men MCU of the Thomas Harris universe, oh, and yes. this is the their uh, Inhumans. <laughs> oh, but all right, let's get into it. We each are just reeling to talk about our movies right now. I can tell, you can tell. So let's get it started with the movie that I want to hear about the most, which is Stomp the Yard. Russ, hell <laughs> yeah! 
Well, since Stomp the Yard is a 14-year-old film, not movie, film, I'll yes. rest down. Uh, directed by Sylvain White, who I have to guess is a music video director, because that name sounds like a music video director's name. When his brother is murdered, a street dancer moves to Georgia to work his way through college. He joins a fraternity's step dancing team for a competition. Will he also get an education and the girl? Do, That's the question. Well, is, wait, can you answer that question? You for guys, <laughs> stomp the. Okay, before we talk about stomp the yard, yeah, a little little bit of news about me is I fucking love a dance movie. What? I don't know if you guys realize that. Did you? <laughs> we did. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I love a dance movie, and some would argue could say stomp the yard was the shot across the bow that really awakened my love of these films. Well, uh, it, does it, it exists? Okay. So we've got, you got served. Everyone remembers you got served and it's sequel. You got served too. Um, that was a 2004 seconds. film. Then step up comes along in 2006, but I wasn't ready for step up yet. It didn't look like it had enough dancing. It looked a little too romantic for my taste. And I'm about the dancing. And then Stomp the Yard comes along just one year later. It stars uh, Columbus Short of the now-canceled Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip or whatever the hell that show was called. Yeah, He mm-hmm. is a man whose brother is Chris Brown in his film debut. They, it, it starts off in such a dramatic fashion. It's a dance competition. One crew versus another crew. Yep. The winners take all the money. Gotta. The good guys win. Nice. But then the bad guys say, double or nothing, dance off. Ooh. Whoever wins gets all the money. They dick, And Chris Brown is like, I don't know, brother. I, I don't think we should do this. These guys are pretty bad. And DJ, the lead of the film, says, nah, we got this. They put on their special dance gloves and they bring it, you guys. They bring it so good and they win, but that other crew gets pissed off. So they go outside and they start fighting and Chris Brown gets murdered. Murdered in a dance fight? Yeah, wait, what? No, after the fight is over, there's like a real fight. Is it is it in like relation yeah. to the dance fight or is it just like yeah, a Yeah, they're okay. like, I'm annoyed that you guys beat us. So we're going to shoot you. That makes sense. That happens. Yeah. I mean, I've had some like pretty heated online gaming matches. Yeah. Right. Imagine if you, if we were still doing couch, couch uh, multiplayer, people would be dying. Yep. (laughs) So Um, Chris Brown gets murdered 15 minutes into the film and his brother gets sent to live with his auntie and uncle in Bel Air sort of thing. (laughs) Yeah. and he, they enroll him in Truth University. <laughs> Wait, what? Truth University. You know, the yeah. historically black college that doesn't exist. Okay, yep. Oh, my God. Oh my I God. hope R-Truth is the... Uh, Named after the pioneering black wrestler R-Truth. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he he goes to this club that has dance happening... And he's trying to keep a low profile because the last time he danced, someone got murdered. Makes sense. Um, so he's trying to keep a low profile till he sees a little honey that he likes. But that honey has a boyfriend 
who's also a dancer. Ooh. And he's in the Big Bad Fraternity's step crew that has won the National Step. step. Yeah, you know, like step dancing. Oh, I thought you meant like step, like once removed or married by marriage. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're steppers. <laughs> step. The, the, okay, so what you need to know about this movie basically is it combines the fraternity historically black step dancing with regular dancing. Mm-hmm. And it's basically fraternity versus fraternity, winners take all. It's insane. Are there bad guys? Yeah, they're bad guys. There's good guys. There's getting the girl, losing the girl, being kicked out of school when they find out that you actually lied and you were arrested for that fight that you got in when your brother was killed. This movie has everything. Yeah, this movie sounds like it's got everything. It is dog shit, but it is so, so, so good. And I think that this movie is the reason why the Step Up franchise pivoted to less romance and more dance. Because the dance in this movie, huh, through the roof. It's it's really, truly incredible. Because uh, eventually I'm those... Taking, I'm now taking yeah, the, those step up movies eventually like became like summer releases though. Like those graduated from yeah, the, the step up became, became an August release yeah. movie. You know, right, they, kind, kind of another lesson. Up, but... Yeah, uh, Stop the Yard, however, went the way of Bring It On, and you got served in that its sequels were all direct to video. Yeah. Do I think Stop the Yard could have had another theatrical release? Yes. Okay. They it, just would have. They would have just had to focus on new people. But the Step Up movies had no problem doing that. I think the Step Up movies saw Stomp the Yard, pivoted, and gave me one of my favorite genres of film. So thank you, Stomp the Yard. It's there very is, good. There is something. There is Stomp the Yard 2 Homecoming from 2010. Yes, I believe that's a DTV. Yeah. I but know. I think this was good enough to have an actual sequel. It's fun, you guys. Does Is Columbus Short a dancer? He okay. So watching the film eons ago, I he can dance, but there's you can tell that they shoot around. Yeah, some of like the movie is full of actually good dancers, and he's you know he trained probably for a couple of months and was good enough to do some some close up shots, mm-hmm. but you can tell it's not him at points. Okay, yeah, man. I know um, we had joked a couple of months ago about each of us taking a different like step up movie to watch and then just doing yeah. a step up movie cast. Um, should we revisit that, but with non step up, like all of the ones around it? Like I, I call Battle of the Year. Ooh. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, Chris Brown's did, did, also in that, isn't he? Yeah. Does Drumline count for this? Because I would I would call that. Well, that, that, the Drumline and this share a lot of DNA. Nice. And Drumline, mm-hmm. while it doesn't count as a dance movie, uh-huh. come on. It practically yeah. is. It Everyone loves is. Drumline. Yep. This is very close yeah. tonally. This tries to be a little bit more serious than Drumline. It doesn't have those Nick Cannon hilarious moments that we all know and love that he's so <laughs> commonly known for. Yeah. And I would I would argue that Drumline kicked it up because Drumline precedes you got served. Yes, Drumline is like I don't know two thousand two maybe. Yeah, mm. it is. I think I think you could make an argument that Drumline made this genre like push this kind of genre. 
I think I think Drumline was like, oh wait, uh, mostly black and or brown people in college or high school dancing is doing a thing musically or dance related is bankable because it costs nothing. Yeah. It's like the it's like a horror movie. You know, it costs nothing and it'll make I don't know five times its budget yeah. back. Now, oh, I, uh, Russ, I forgot to ask: Is there a point where he learns like? A special move or halfway through like the last set piece is there like a big reveal okay so <laughs> when in the first dance sequence when his brother puts on his um his cool i'm super good at dancing gloves he uh-huh. does this move where he basically stands on like one hand and his head and it's Whoa. like the piece de resistance of the dance fight. That does it lets the other crew know, like, oh, shit, we're done. Shit's on. And you can tell that his older brother wants to break out that move all movie. But he's like, I don't know. Last time I broke out that move, my brother was murdered. So he, you don't think he's going to. But then in the... Okay, so in the last battle, the two crews actually tie. Oh, oh whoa. whoa! But you can't have a tie Dance at off. the the step off. Sway said it because Sway is in the movie, and he told us <laughs> that you can't have a tie. We Sway we, is in all of them. Yes, yeah. he has. He has like a he has an at large contract that just like as long as there is a movie. And he says, I've never seen Steppen like this before. It's one of the greatest lines ever delivered. That kind of seems worth the price of admission. Right yep. Oh, yes. But in the final battle, the tie-breaking battle, when it goes into slow-mo, yep. and you see him flashing back on the first scene of his murdered brother, he puts the glove on, and he does the move. And it's very apparent that they win at that point. It's incredible. So yes, Alex, to answer your question, there is a move. Is the okay. phrase "stomp the yard" ever said in the movie? No. Okay. This isn't "you got served." Gotcha. Yep. All right. They never say "stomp the yard," but you see lots of stomping the yard. Yeah. The dancing is incredible. Sway is also in Battle of the Year. <laughs> is, oh. Is there some way that we could? connect all of the Chris Brown movies into the, the Chris Brown universe like ending with Stomp the Yard because he dies and it takers takes, pay, takes place sometime before that like are, is there a connective tissue that we can somehow force into these movies uh you're on to something okay <laughs> we'll talk as about long that as we can time. figure out how to fit this Christmas into it oh, I'm um, sure we could I'm sure we could but, yeah this movie is incredible everyone see it all right you've had 14 years but <laughs> 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 All right, Russ, which movie do you want to hear about for the next? I want to hear about a tale about a siege, maybe a dungeon siege. Someone did the Bruce Willis movie, The Siege. Ooh, <laughs> Imagine. In the Name uh, of the yeah. King. Give it to me. In the Name of the King, a dungeon siege tale. Um, 2007 UA Bowl film starring Jason Statham. Um, it comes not exactly hot off the heels of Lord of the Rings. It's like four years later, but it's when every like every studio was trying to find one and nothing really worked. And then finally, it's when shittier studios said, well, let's just kind of copy them. Yep. And this is like a cheap trying to really just trying to feel like Lord of the Rings in every uh, respect. Um, 
But yeah, a man named from IMDb, uh, Russ. I hope you don't mind. Um, a know. man named Farmer sets out to rescue his kidnapped wife and avenge the death of his son. Yeah, his name's Farmer. They only call him Farmer. Two acts committed by the Krugs, a race of animal warriors who are controlled by the evil Galleon. Okay, question. Do yeah. we think that his name is actually Farmer or that it was a placeholder and they said fuck it? I think his name is actually Farmer. He does turn out to be the son of the Kang, spoiler alert. Well, I mean, there you go. That's that's, that's a big time does, drop right there. Does other, do other people have, like, King normal-ish names? Wait, I'm sorry, what? Do other people have, like, normal names? Uh, I mean, like, define normal. <laughs> yeah, if we're in a Lord of the Rings set, yeah. Is, is there yes, a Gimli in this world or something? Well, John Rice davies is in it, if that's your question. Really? Really? Okay. Yeah, John Rice davies now plays the Gandalf role. He is the Magus of the court. I can, see that. I can yeah. see that. Um, but it's got a fun cast. It's, as I said, it's Jason Statham. Uh, Lily Sobieski plays John Rice davies daughter. Um, okay. He is seduced by the uh, villain of the film, which is Ray Liotta. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, is it, is it weird <laughs> now face? we're talking. What, what era Ray Liotta face are we dealing with? We're getting to the weird face. He plays like a sniveling evil magus. Like, so he has like magic fights with John Rice davies wow. Love it. Um, okay. uh, Ron Perlman, Claire Furlani. Yes. Uh, Man, Generation X really loved Claire Forlani. She was such a babe. I mean, after Mallrats, like yeah, um, absolute MVP of the film, Matthew Lillard. That's the, I, I just wow. looked on the MVP page and saw that, and it was uh, very the, excited. The King of Question, uh, King Conrad, is played by Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Jeez, this movie's all right. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta it's... get the fuck off this podcast and watch that. <laughs> <laughs> It's on Amazon Prime as a heads up. Uh, yeah, so it's 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 just pretty much boilerplate until like it's one of those things like the opening forty minutes because it's two hours. <laughs> the opening oh my gosh! What pretty fine and standard. Like his family, he doesn't want to fight, but his family ends up getting killed. So he he's now going to track them down because they because his wife is kidnapped. Um, and then like. There's all these other problems with the king, and then the movie just doesn't stop, <laughs> and it gets ridiculous. and And it's one of those things where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I want to get off. <laughs> Wait, uh, did you did you say that Dolph Lundgren's in the second one? Oh, so here's where it gets weird. There's a um, second one. There yeah. are two sequels. So if you guys remember, I just told you this movie is about a man who who wants to rescue his wife, who turns out to be the missing son of the king. Yes. And there are wizards in this world and kind of evil creatures and some 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 are like a kind of a weird forest people who are kind of supposed to be elves but there's no like makeup process on them or at all it's just very like they just they're like Cirque du Soleil performers that like tumble down on ribbons but it's supposed to be the trees um the sequels the first of which stars Dolph Lundgren and here's where I'm going to say it gets a little weird, and I'm so interested in the sequels. Here's where it gets a little weird? Yeah. The second film is entitled, In the Name of the King, Two Worlds. So, boom, sounds like two towers. Another dungeon yeah. siege tale? Is there a... Yeah. One is only an hour and a half, which sounds perfect. Great. But here's the synopsis. Okay. An ex-Special Forces soldier, what? and already I'm confused. What? 
Wait, is this like a kid in King Arthur's court yeah. type situation? Ex special forces soldier gets thrown back to medieval times. Yes, it is. <laughs> and ends up finding redemption for his own battlefield experiences. Uh, yeah, the second one introduces time travel. Wait, but does that Wait. does that bring into question anything in the first one where you're just like, oh no, that person's actually a time traveler? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Right down the middle, middle, boilerplate fantasy film. And then the second one's like, I don't know, how do we make a sequel? Send Dolph Lundgren back in time. The Wait. third one stars uh, in the name of the king, the last mission. So too bad, so sad. This is the last one. Um, it's from 2014. It stars Dominic Purcell. Yes. yes. Um, and then once again, opening part to the synopsis, a modern day assassin. <laughs> I this it sounds like someone in the first one is from the modern day and they just like cut that scene out. Here's the, like it gets so it, this synopsis is great because it takes so long to say goes back in time. A modern day assassin wanting out is hired for one <laughs> job to kidnap the kids of a local businessman. Things go haywire when it turns out he's chosen to return to the Middle Ages and bring back order to a kingdom in chaos. He's chosen to return. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. These sequels sound incredible. (laughs) As I said, the sequels sound insane. How long is the third one? The third one is also, I believe... 86 minutes. Three and a half hours. Oh, it's less than an hour and a half. Yes. Because the first one is just, as I said, it's just trying to be a a coast off of the Lord of the Rings hype, even though it's four years later after uh, Return of the King. And it's just it's it's doesn't try to do it's got it's got magic it's got it's got orc like creatures it's got a king it's got people fighting with swords and that's it and then they were like I don't know it turns out it's medieval times and people go back in time it's I am so excited to watch the next two is is it base like a dungeon siege tale so there's got to be something called dungeon siege like is, is yeah it, dungeon siege is a video game and that's what these are all based on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's you may pull like it's 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 probably tangentially like there's a character's name is put in to one character in the background but i don't think he has any like a reverence for the yeah. source material does it ever like cut to scenes of the video game that say like insert coin here or anything like that like with house of the oh, dead that was so good that was the best part of that movie. that's honestly the best thing he's ever done yeah I, I, those those interstitial scenes, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Okay, so the video game came out in 2002. Um, it's set in the same world. So it says it. the video game follows a young farmer and his companions as they journey to defeat an invading force. And it does mention the Krug, blah, 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 blah. So I think it means, like, your character in the game was a farmer and you get to fill in what their name is. So he just called him Farmer. He just called him so Farmer. So the movie, they were like, let's just make it Farmer. That's awesome. This is, sounds great. That might be the thing. If you don't want to customize the name, it's, it's just Farmer. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just, it was like, just skip, skip, start game. And then there's like, yeah. oh, oh, his name's God. Farmer. So, yeah. So the movie's kind of worth it and for, like, a fun way in terms of, as it, other than its length. Like, Matthew Lillard's great. He's a secondary villain. Burt Reynolds is trying to make something out of it. And there's some fun IMDb trivia that, like, this was... Uh, spoiler alert again, Burt Reynolds dies in this film. But it's one of the first times that Burt Reynolds died on screen. So he, like, extensively rewrote his death scene because he wanted to make it more important. That's hilarious. 
Oh my uh, god. This sounds just sweet. That's kind of sweet that he's like. Yeah, so he has like a slow talking, like Yoda's death scene in this yes. movie. I'm just imagining uh, Norm MacDonald's version of Burt Reynolds <laughs> doing a death scene, and it's so funny. Yeah, I'm dead now. Yeah. Yeah. King. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's ridiculous. Um, as I said, but, but Ray, yeah, Ray Liotta's ridiculous. Um, Jason Statham putting on, you know, his gruff Jason Statham face doesn't really do anything. Shows muscles, fights a bit. But yeah, if you got two hours, uh, but I'm more excited about the sequels. I do have two hours. Um, uh, Tiggs, I completely, for- I, be only because I forget what movie you're doing. So mm-hmm. I want to hear about it and I want to be surprised. All right. Uh, that means that we're talking about 2002's classic Orange County. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah yeah all right love that movie uh, Gotta do i'm guessing no <laughs> uh so here we go so let's see what i got for the plot here uh a guidance counselor mistakenly sends out the wrong transcripts to stanford university under the name of an overachieving high schooler in a town where everyone loves the song uh by crazy town uh butterfly <laughs> that is basically the synopsis of this movie. Now, this movie for starring uh, Colin Hanks, uh, Jack Black, um, which is the full reason why I went to see this was uh, in 2002, being obsessed with Tenacious D, as I was also for the next, like, well, ever. Um, like, Jack Black's in a movie. Gotta go see it. Uh, and this was, re- like, I think one of his biggest roles to date. This was, yeah, this was, like, the, like... Uh, the major role, basically. Like, the, this is a wide-release role for Jack Black. Um, this movie was written by Mike White, like, hot off the heels of Chuck and Buck. Um, so, a very and, strange movie. A very strange movie. Um, and this and this movie doesn't really, you know, capture any of the Chuck and Buck magic, uh, which is a very different magic than anything that happens in Orange County. Um but Orange County, Catherine O'Hara, Mike White, John Lithgow, Lily Tomlin, um, Chevy Chase, uh, <laughs> Leslie Mann, there, uh, Harold Ramey. Like, there are so many characters oh, yeah. throughout this movie that it's insane. Uh, ben Stiller, um, uh, Kevin Kline, uh, all have like, well, with the exception of Catherine O'Hara, who actually is the uh, Colin Hanks's, uh, uh mother and John Lithgow is the father. Uh, they have, like, the most uh, screen time of, like, everyone, basically, besides that. But there are points of this movie that are so fantastic, and you can tell it's, like, it's Mike White, just, like, uh, like a deceptive high schooler, like, going into college, and, like, I hate my town, like, all of this stuff that, like, there, there's a lot of, you know, whatever you want to call it, like, uh, depth to the movie. And then there's, like, a lot where you can just tell the studio's involvement of it was, like, well, we need to make this palatable for people so we're going to throw in all these other things there are at least three scenes in this movie of butterfly being played there's there's the cheerleader scene there's uh colin hanks's girlfriend sitting in the back of like a volkswagen singing the song out loud while she listens to it on a walkman and then there is colin hanks going to stanford university to uh, try and, uh, you know, figure out how to get in uh, after uh, giving Harold Ramey's ecstasy and thinking that he might get in and going to a house party uh, where all of uh, the people there, uh, Butterfly comes on and they go, oh my gosh, it's my song, and then do the exact same dance 
as the cheerleaders in the beginning, leading to the whole discovery of like, oh, everything sucks everywhere. And there's, you know, people that are terrible everywhere, even at Stanford University. Um, and I should just be happy with where I am in my life. Um, this movie is hilarious at times. Uh, I think Jack Black does actually do a really great job. Uh, I think that Catherine O'Hara is so good uh, throughout this movie. There, But again, it's like, an 80-20 split of, like, there is a lot of really great stuff in here, like, that you would expect from, like, Mike White, like, an indie darling Mike White, like, uh, just a couple of years before coming into, like, uh, what is essentially, like, a major uh, picture release. Uh, and then studio interaction that's trying to make it more palatable for people uh, to actually want to see the movie. It's from wild that this is the same year as Stealing Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. Same <laughs> exact year as Stealing Harvard. Which, like, there's all those different studio comedies that took a kind of straight man, paired him up with his much slobbier, dumb friend, and they had to accomplish some sort of kind of pseudo-heist. Yes. I haven't seen Stealing Harvard in a very long time. I don't know if it holds up as well as Orange County did for me. (laughs) Um, But I also fully went into this. I remember seeing Orange County in the theaters and being like, that was great. I saw it. Yeah, and then not watching it basically until this rewatch, and uh, and at some point, and at some point, just like trying to think back to it and be like, oh no, that movie really sucked, and then finally coming to this rewatch and be like, no, I was right the first time. Uh, th- <laughs> this this was a pretty good movie. This, it's not good for the reasons that I remember it being good for. It's actually like uh, good for reasons that I didn't expect. Um, I quote this movie at least once a month when I'm like. Eh. <laughs> And she was like, uh, I'm going to burn this mother down. And I was like, y- you better not. <laughs> I say that in my own head and laugh to myself once a week. Once a week. <laughs> Jack Black was so fucking good in this movie. Jack Black was great in this movie. Um, there there are there are scenes with like a lot of heart in it as well. Um, where, you know, the it is, you know, about Colin Hanks basically wanting to get away from his family and getting away from Orange County uh, to go to, I don't know, I guess it's more of like the... Where he sees to be like, oh, no, I need to go to this intellectual center, you know, instead and and be around them and not be around all these surfers. And then eventually being like, well, actually, I am a surfer and I should be okay with all that. You can feel like the the fam, the familial love throughout it. Like it starts much like has Kevin Klein ends up talking to Colin Hanks about his story entitled orange county by the end of the movie about mm-hmm. how much the like oh well at first you think that the characters are this but then by the end you see that they actually love each other and all this and there's so much depth to them which is just the commentary on the actual script and movie of orange county itself um it's if you haven't seen it in a while i i highly recommend giving it a watch it's like 82 minutes long so <laughs> kevin klein plays like the English professor that he, like, really wants to work with, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. He's an author. He wrote, like, a book that he was like, it spoke to me in so many ways. And then he he ends up sending him, like, a short story that he wrote and sending him a letter. And then he, you know, uh, happenstance runs into him uh, at, uh, like, on Stanford, uh, the, the Stanford grounds and, like, gives him a it's hug like and tells him he's obsessed with him. Right? Yeah, right after the party, uh, I think. Um, or maybe it's before, yeah, right after the party he goes and then they like have a chat about like his story and he's like, oh yeah, you wrote the story Orange County. Um, it's very fun. Uh, just all around. It's very fun. And like, uh, not remembering how many cameos there were, it was always a treat to be like, holy crap, I forgot Chevy Chase was in this. Holy crap. Um, the Harold Remy's. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good time. 
So go. Is it? Is it? Is it what? Is it streaming anywhere? I I own it. I oh, of course. I have had the DVD for Orange County for many years, uh, and just (laughs) never actually opened it. Um, So. Uh, good on it, you know, good on this podcast for making me open a, a DVD that I bought, hmm, let's just say 20, uh, 18 years ago, something like that. So <laughs> worked out well, worked out well for the movie industry. Alex. Uh, yes, Tiggs. Last man to go. Uh, always. <laughs> um, I feel like, you know what, guys, we've covered a lot of, um, a lot of different kind of tenants of the the january like the dump month movie oh uh oh alex is preparing a temporal pincer here we go <laughs> i have and uh this is all if you listen to this in reverse you'll get it uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we've got like like the teen comedy or like marketed as a teen comedy it's like i guess kind of like a um you get like your you're sort of like i don't know your your dance thing <laughs> <laughs> your your low budget action movie you got or not action movie, I guess fantasy, and now you've got your low budget, just confusingly starring horror vehicle one missed call. Yes, <laughs> I was looking for a horror movie to watch, and yeah. then when I we came have up completed on January, Camp, yeah, yeah, this we we really did January. Like, yeah, like oh, all the horsemen of the, the apocalypse. The one we're missing is like the little things, the the. Oscar performance swing yeah, that doesn't work out and it's just a bad movie. I was really hoping that The Snowman was a January, but it was not. Um, <sighs> so that oh would have been perfect. God. I watched that movie on mute and couldn't stand it. You, if, you, if you didn't have but it on gave, mute, it would have made less sense. But he gave you all the clues. <laughs> uh, that, movie, that movie is 40% done. Yeah. And yet released at theaters. Yep. All right, guys. Um, one right. missed call, 2008. Um, yes. Several people start receiving voicemails from their future selves. Messages including the date, time, and details of their death. So, does anyone miss a call? That's the thing: is no one actually like, tries to pick up the phone. Well, they just kind of like stare at it every time. It's always a Boost Mobile flip phone, of course. And at one point, yes, they do visit a mall kiosk. Oh my god! <laughs> with this like a adequately like greasy mall cell phone kiosk guy um and uh it's it's really bad it's just boring and it's it's the kind of like because again this is another japanese remake yes i was about to ask is this a remake yeah this is and um this sat on the shelves for two years and you can already tell at this point because like 2008 like iphones are beginning to come out Yeah. yeah And they're still using these, like, really, really terrible flip phones. Um, at one point, like, multiple times in the movie, they, like, close up to cell phone footage that you can't see because it's probably, like, 120p. Nice. <laughs> and it's, like, and, and you know in these movies, too, it's, like, there's always the mystery of them trying to stop the thing from happening, but also them, like, solving the mystery to make a ghost happy. Mm-hmm. Right. Or something like that. <laughs> ghost happiness, most important thing. Yeah. I think just like this movie gives up on a lot of that stuff in a really spectacular way. Just like, yeah, it's a little kid at the end. It's like, yeah, a little kid stabbed another little kid and died from asthma. So that's why this is all happening. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Is that Alan? Right? Did you, yeah. How, did we see this in theaters? We, did. we, we just remember the percent did. so much. Yeah, I knew every like I I could tell everything that was going to happen, <laughs> and it was and I re- and I remembered a lot of stuff. Um, also, this movie's just got weird again, just weird casting. Um, like Margaret Cho is the like kind of a gruff cop that doesn't want to investigate. <laughs> I, what 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 typecasting? <laughs> it's so weird. It's just like I guess I could maybe see that. So, but like, like Ed Burns, who's like, was he? When did he stop? Was he ever a thing? He he was in. He the, like made some like late nineties brothers like movies. What was it called? Uh, uh the McCull- the brothers the brothers McMullen McMullen. Yes. Re- oh my god. Um, he's like in, a poor it, man's Ed Norton. Oh, well, he, in this, he's like a poor man's Ben Affleck. Yeah. And just like, and he's kind of even got like the puffiness and stuff like that. Like he's, he's not, like he's, he's, he's doing great. Um, it's just, this is, it's so funny because I feel like nowadays, like you see like, uh, what was the one? Was it Truth or Dare? That yep. like has like the Snapchat filters over everyone's head. Yeah. I love when, that movie. Like, so in this one kind of started that I feel like, or is or one of the pioneers of that because like once you get the call, you just like you start seeing people with like big eyes, <laughs> and that's that's like it. So does anyone ever get a call that's just like you're gonna die in the year like 2070? You're gonna be like 98 years old. It's just a normal. You're just gonna die of natural causes, or is it all like? <laughs> Not everyone dies by murder. Right? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is that like in this the first the first girl that or the second girl you see die? Um, actually, you know what? The first one it kills the the first girl gets pulled into a koi pond and killed, <laughs> and then the the arm comes up and kills her cat. Like the cat didn't get the call. The, the cat, cat didn't, didn't get, get a call. Phone. Does the cat have a cell phone? Wait, what was, what was the name of the cursed uh, "When Are You Gonna Die" app movie that came out last year? Ah, oh, shit! I don't know. Last? or maybe two years ago like it was yeah, it was just that app that told you when you were gonna die and some people were getting like tomorrow on oh, it oh god what was that no no i know exactly what i know you're exactly about. what you're talking about too um god i can't remember it now um but yeah in, in the genre of like people's de- oh actually another time too the second girl that you see die um she's like she's like falls off a like pedestrian bridge that's like you know like elevated over a train track onto a, like and gets hit by a train and the entire time she's like falling very slowly saying no and everyone's like i can't believe she jumped <laughs> well, I'm, I'm still no stuck on the first aren't koi ponds really shallow yes <laughs> people like no one gives a shit in this movie <laughs> <laughs> And like and Ray Wise is like a producer of like a exorcism reality show. Oh. And at one point, this is where this movie goes at one point. Ten minutes of it is to like one of Shannon Sossaman's friends gets the call. And so she like goes on the reality show and the guy does an exorcism for a cell phone. Oh my god. Just <laughs> throwing holy water on a cell phone. Oh my god. Uh the movie I was thinking about was Countdown. Yes. Oh, yes. yes, that's it. Um, yeah, I wish that this one was like, like fear.com.com was a much more funny, like thing predicting when you're going to die. 
Um, this one's that. just sort of very drab and boring. Oh, um, and I can see how like they were like, um, Japanese remakes are big. Shannon <laughs> awesome and get her in there. Uh, and like this one screams just like contractual obligation. <laughs> mm, that's one of my favorite screams. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, all right, so but this is all right. So this was what year? Two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand eight. So the ring was 2001 or Three? two thousand one or two. Yeah, you're right. You're right. One, I'd say. One so two, the yeah. grudge was like the next year. Yeah. What was this hot off the heels of? Yeah. There. Well, well, it was it was on a shelf for two years. So. So it was two thousand six. What was when it actually? And then wasn't there another one with like the radio frequencies that were like killing or like make, making? Pulse. Which one? Pulse. Yes, pulse. Yeah. That was a good one. I never, uh, the, the Japanese. I think that was the best out of all of them. Yeah. No, actually, no. I mean, I guess the first ring is good. The ring was, yeah, the first ring was, I mean, so. I mean, of the lesser ones. How do they, because we're in spoiler, how do they break the curse? Do they they break the curse? Well, they thought, well, they go and they like the, they, they go to like the hospital, hospital burn town. I guess. Hospital burn. Yeah. This is where it gets, it gets complicated. Sorry, Russ, you had a piece of trivia you wanted to give. No, I was just going to say, I I haven't connected Orange County, but every single January movie that we have watched has somebody from one of the other movies in it. Really? So I'm assuming the only black person in Dungeon Siege, Brian White, also is one of the lead characters in Stomp the Yard, and one of... I'm assuming the only black people in one missed call is Megan is, Good. Megan Good is also in South the Yard. She get, guess what? She gets pulled into the koi pond. There you go. Now give me a long enough time frame, and I can probably connect Orange County. Was Lizzie Kaplan in any of those movies? Because she has a very <laughs> brief mention in in Orange County. Um, is is this how we die? <laughs> I think so. Um, they don't really break the curse, though. Takes to go back to your question. Um, they, they, they defeat the ghost of a little girl who is dying of an asthma attack. Yep, that sounds about <laughs> and they, right. And um, the phone is like put back into, I think, storage or something like that, and then it goes off or something. Is there a jump scare at the very end? No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, it's bad though. Um, oh God! And there's like a twist that like a little girl has like the little girl that was getting cut by the girl that died that was evil her teddy bear was a nanny cam <laughs> and she was like snuggling with a nanny cam the whole time Does that... and just like at one point ed burns is like who's a nanny cam and just pulls out a disc a, 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 a cd-rom just a whole cd-rom from it huh <laughs> this movie i guess this movie's great so <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's an hour and 20 minutes. I think it's directed by some, like, French director that we never hear from again. Wow. Um, I got, you kind of sold me on this movie. I know you weren't trying to. No, it's actually very bad. It's more fun. It's, when you hit the highlights, it's fun. Yeah, is there, Um, like, a a YouTube video of, like, One Missed Call's best scenes that's, like, three minutes long? (laughs) The thing is, like, that is One Missed Opportunity. (laughs) Oh, See, the thing is, this is PG-13, so you're not getting any good gore. Um, um, like, someone gets, like, a like a pipe through their, their chest, and you, like, barely see it for two seconds. Um, there's, like, 
they try to do like the whole like, oh, we're gonna have again. It's just people with weird faces walking by people. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's it. It's a January movie, like personified. Now, now I'm like looking through all the actors in Orange County to see if there is anything that like connects them to either of these other two films, um, three films. But uh, I haven't found anything yet. But hopefully, it's got to be there. It's got to be there. Right in if you find it. <laughs> Mike White is the cell phone. That's what we didn't know. <laughs> oh, all right. Should we take it out? Should we get out of here? Let's yeah. Do it. All right. You can find us on the web. MovieMoviePodcast.com. You can find Russ everywhere on all the social medias as Rust Incredible. You can find Peter on Letterboxd as Pete Peter PD. Got it. You can find me on Letterboxd and Strava as Johnny Tiggs. You can find Alex on this podcast. We are gearing up for our top 10 of the year and our worst movie of the year podcast coming out in two weeks. So I've said it, so it has to happen. Um, we're not we're scheduling for nine days away. Let's see if it happens. You keep us honest. You start flood the movie podcast at gmail.com. You start sending us emails if it's not there yet. You let us know that you're listening and you're waiting. Um, and someone will check it for the first time in 10 years. I haven't checked it and I used to all the time, but I will on the 9th to see if anyone has actually emailed us about this. But until then, we'll be here watching movies, getting ready. Thanks for being here with me with us today. Thank you guys for being on this podcast. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you. On the movie movie podcast. Very excited for the antebellum versus Doolittle argument of the worst movie of the year. <laughs> <laughs>